Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast channel that puts members on mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Featured in this session, a success story, the University of Washington Runstead Center and Washington State Chapter is Simon Stevenson, Director, Runstead Center for Real Estate Studies, University of Washington. Good afternoon. Uh, we're here today to tell you about a success story, a collaboration between University of Washington and Cornette. And we've got a couple of special guests here to talk about all this. First is Professor Simon Stevenson. He is the head and chair of the Department of Real Estate at the University of Washington and director of the Runstead Center for Real Estate. Professor Simonson recently came to us from several uh, faculty positions at the University of, or Henley Business School, City University London, and University College in Ireland. He's published over 75 papers in various real estate and financial journals, and in 2006 was awarded the International Real Estate Society Achievement Award. Our second presenter is John Donovan from CBRE. When John's not sitting on our local Cornet chapter board, he is running, he's the regional director for the Puget Sound, providing integrated facility management services for Microsoft's 15 million square foot portfolio. And prior to that, he was the global alliance director for the Boeing contract, overseeing an 84 million square foot, square foot portfolio across 35 countries. So please welcome our speakers. Thank you, Scott. A um, couple of little technological issues there. So it's slightly running behind. Um, so I'll sort of skip to the chase a little bit. Um, so skim over some of sort of the background and history for those of you that aren't familiar with the Runstad Center and um, the University of Washington. Um, the history sort of goes way back to the 60s. I mean, but in a more formal sense, we really sort of trace our history back 15 years to the establishment of the Runstad Center back in 2002. 2009, we've been, since 2009, we've been offering a dedicated Masters of Real Estate program. Um, and in 2015, we launched as a track within that program, a dedicated corporate real estate stream. Um, and that is, was the first dedicated corporate real estate program in the country. Um, so that's kind of a little bit of our sort of background and sort of history. We can skip over that, right? Um, I suppose so the, the main sort of thing that we sort of wanted to talk about was the challenges that we faced. And some of this predated my arrival as well. But as you'll see in a minute, I have a, another perspective on this from a previous institution I worked at. Um, corporate real estate is incredibly different. And from an educational perspective, it's incredibly different. It's on a sort of a, a later slide, but I'd be intrigued as to how many people here this week actually did a corporate real estate degree, because I'm guessing there is virtually nobody. The majority of people will have fallen into it in some shape or form. They will have either come from a traditional real estate background, fallen into doing corporate work, or maybe from something like an MBA, and from, say, a business background from the other end and kind of fallen into doing real estate. Um, 
a lot of what we do academically, so I will hold up my hand on behalf of real estate academics here, is very development and investment focused. If you look at most of the programs in real estate, not just in the US but globally, they are investment, finance, or development focused. And we often forget that without the occupiers, whether they own or rent, we have nothing. Um, and so, I mean, the corporate sort of side of it, from the occupier's perspective, brings together all this wide, diverse sort of areas of real estate. It's very sort of core to what the entire industry is about. Um, and it's a very unique set of diverse skills that are required to you know, be a successful professional in sort of the corporate real estate sort of space. So is that, yes, the more traditional, and I'm sure a lot of you, as a lot of people in this room, you know, when you say you'd, you're involved in corporate real estate, people just assume facilities management. There's so much more to what corporate real estate is than that. But yes, there is the asset management side, but there is the whole financial analysis, the development side, the market analysis, the economic analysis, linking right through to the business strategy side of things as well. It's an enormous breadth of skill sets that are required. Um, this is my confession. <laughs> I once closed the corporate real estate program. <laughs> um, might seem bizarre to say this to this audience. Um, the reason is, is because it's very hard to get right. Um, it's when I just moved to London. Um, I did my PhD in my first faculty position we were in Ireland. I moved to City University. They had a corporate program and we closed it because it wasn't working. Because it is actually incredibly hard to make it work very well. Um, and there's a number of reasons. And I think talking to other people who have had issues creating a successful corporate real estate program, these are common things. Firstly, it had the most ridiculous name. It was a master's in science in corporate real estate finance and strategy, which probably every single one of you would have a different expectation and definition of what that program would be. And that was actually the biggest problem. Um, we had a real estate investment program, a master's in real estate investment. More of the students on this program thought they were doing that than corporate real estate. The, the, having the word finance in, it got the students in the door, but they weren't students who wanted to do corporate real estate which created all kinds of issues in terms of their expectations, sort of there. Um, and the other thing is, it's the curriculum was still a very traditional real estate curriculum. It was appraisal, it was finance, it was development. There was one class in corporate real estate asset management, one class in strategy. That was it. You know, so... It didn't sort of really work, and we had a lot of issues with, especially with the students who just failed to deliver on their expectations. Um, so what makes sort of corporate real estate sort of different? And I think you can kind of div divide it up into three big areas. You do have different students. 
you have, and you can approach it again sort of two ways. You have real estate students, they might, okay, I want to work in real estate, but they hadn't thought about corporate as a career path. You also have people who actually have perfect skill sets to have a successful career in corporate real estate, but hadn't thought of real estate as a career. So you have to sort of, and this is one thing which I'll come on to in a second, where we have this ongoing, very strong relationship with the local chapter of Cornet in sort of, in trying to get out there the opportunities in corporate real estate as sort of a, you know, as a major sort of career sort of opportunity. This di different curriculum focus. The majority of dedicated master's programs in the US and globally are either development or investment focused. It does come from a very, very different perspective, sort of there. Um, even if you do an MBA, you get some of those skill sets, like I say, on the strategy side that are vital in corporate real estate. They're not real estate specific. They're in a very sort of general sort of sense. You have a bit of those skills, but there's nothing bringing it together. Even if you do an MBA with a couple of real estate electives, it'll be a finance one, it'll be a development one. So you need to sort of shape the curriculum in a very focused way. That's what, when I was in London, we hadn't done. We delivered a, apart from one class, a standard master's in real estate. No. And the other thing, I think, from a university perspective, it's different employers. So from the students leaving the course, it's very hard for universities to leverage existing programs, existing relationships, because you're dealing with a far more diverse set of potential employers for the student base. And that just makes it hard work, which, to be honest, puts off a lot of universities doing it. It's a lot easier just doing something where you can build on existing relationships there. So that's what the challenges we sort of face. Um, I'll, sort of, I'll sort of finish off, you know, sort of with just a couple of slides about sort of how we approach this differently. A lot of this occurred before my arrival. Um, I, I've only been here sort of a year, but the biggest advantage the University of Washington had, well, the two big advantages, one is Seattle. The economic, you know, sort of conditions here, but also the corporates based here. We have those relationships with major corporations. So that last challenge that you often see for universities in developing successful programs, it was a lot easier for us to overcome that. You know, so that was a major, that was kind of look of the draw. We were lucky to some degree. There's still a lot of work after that but we had an inbuilt advantage in being based here, in doing that, you know. Um, the other sort of area is we have this very, very sort of strong sort of relationship with sort of the local sort of chapter. Um, and so what we've sort of tried to do, and 
ongoing sort of continued involvement from sort of the local chapter and sort of the advisory board for the Runstad Centre as well in developing a curriculum and maintaining a curriculum that combines both the academic side but also what is required from the industry sort of there. And I think in particular what I think the real success story here, and I'm allowed to say it because I'm new, so it's not me blowing my own trumpet on this, it's a lot of the, particularly in the core subjects, a lot of, not just with the corporate, but with all of our specialisms, they aren't just focused on sort of very specific areas. So for example, our law classes come at it from both perspectives of occupiers and owners. The classes try and take in corporate perspectives. So it's not just like, oh, there's a couple of classes in corporate. It's we more actively try and get the material into the core classes as well and expose students who even when they arrive might not have thought of corporate as a career path. They're given that exposure to actually sort of think about it sort of then. So for example, in my intro to finance class, I talk about that big issue of own versus rent. That's just bit huge sort of, you know, sort of decision um, sort of there, okay? Um, I'm gonna pass over, so, um, so find a little bit more sort of detail about some of the more specifics sort of that. Well, thank you very much. Um, like Simon was talking about, too, there aren't any textbooks out there on corporate real estate. So what I'm going to talk to you a little bit about is specifically with a class that they have at, at the University of Washington, what they talk about in terms of the fundamentals of corporate real estate. So the only real textbook that we have to work with is actually called The Fundamentals of Corporate Real Estate, and it's published by Cornet. So the rest of uh, the material needs to come from our own personal experience and from bringing in guest speakers. And that's really what this class, uh, RE530, which is taught by an instructor named Kelly Leith, who's a woman who's spent some time uh, both on the end user side, spent several years at Microsoft, has also spent time on the service provider side too. So she has a pretty healthy background in terms of both sides of the industry. And so she was tasked with really in year one, and this is year two of the program, on deciding what is it important, what's important for students to know as they come out into the world of corporate real estate. And like Simon was saying too, we're blessed being here in Seattle. There's so many corporate real estate departments here in town and so many service providers. There's a lot of corporate real estate related jobs. But what we discovered too at Cornet, and it seemed like a natural partnership, especially over the last five to 10 years is we've been trying to get more young leaders involved and it tied in very closely with the young leader development is how do we get these students involved with our program? We've got a lot to share with them, but what skill sets are they gonna be able to bring to the hiring managers here? So really what the focus of the class is, what, what skill sets do these individuals need to have? What problems are they gonna be solving? What are they gonna be, what, should, what can we tell them now that will allow them to walk into an interview with the hiring manager and say, hey, I understand what your problems are. I've gone through case studies. I've had internships. I understand where your problems are, are and the, the types of skill sets that are needed 
to be an effective member of your organization. A lot of it is on basically understanding not just what the business of the business is, but how that translates to, all right, well, what does this do? What does this mean for real estate? Um, and so what Kelly's main focus on doing is, is bringing in a variety of industry experts from corporations like Amazon, from CBRE, from Microsoft, bringing in speakers too. Jill Herzog, who is um, one of the speakers here at Cornet, talking about portfolio planning. I'll stay away from that too, by the way. I learned that the hard way. So that's the main goal in terms of supplementing it, not just with textbook education, but in terms of bringing in local experts to talk about what it is that they do on a day-to-day -day basis. Can you skip over to the next one for me? One of the first things that they need to do, the students do, is to create an org structure, starting from square one, to say, all right, if you had to design a corporate real estate department, what would that look like? And that really gets the students an opportunity to focus and say, all right, what mixtures do we need here of in-house personnel, of service providers? And how should we set this up in an ideal fashion to serve the business of the business? The next thing they do is they spend some time on workplace, and we bring in uh, workplace experts to talk about design um, and to get them thinking, what is the workplace currently like? What are the challenges associated with taking people out of traditional offices and moving them into open workplaces? And how do your customer relationship, how do you teach those customer relationship management skills to these individuals so that they can have those conversations uh, with the C-suite? And part of Kelly's main focus, as she discovered in her years at Microsoft too, is presentation skills are very crucial. And it's something that's not really taught um, in a curriculum-wide basis. So she's, uh, part of her grading on this course is actually for these students to put together and do presentations mock presentations as if they're talking to uh, the C-suite. Finally, too, it's understanding 10K filings and uh, for different corporations and understanding from what is in the written text in their filings what's important to the companies and then taking that and matching it and saying, all right, well, this is how that would play out in terms of a corporate, uh, corporate real estate function. So the main goals here are, you know, this is starting from square one but getting our students who are at the local universities and here in particular University of Washington and getting them ready to go out into the world uh, for both the service provider side and the end user side and giving them the tools that they need to be able to step into that job and hit it from, uh, hit it from day one with a uh, basic understanding of how corporate real estate differs from commercial real estate in general. Simon, do you have any closing remarks? Well, I think we've gone over our allotted time we apologize for that, but we welcome any questions that you in the audience might have. Uh, for those in the back, we'll repeat your questions so that other folks can hear it. Are there any questions? Erica. Year two. So the question was, this is year two of the program. What did we learn from year one and how have we applied that in year two. Simon, you've been, would you care to tackle that at least from a macro level and I can tackle it from maybe from a little bit of a micro level? Um, I don't, th I think from a macro level, I think we were sort of okay. I think we kind of sort of knew what we were to expect. I think that a lot of those macro issues I saw in London were avoided because of the strong relationship to begin with. So a lot of those sort of structural problems were avoided there. I think they're often the ones you see sort of early on. 
Um, um, anything from? From the feedback that I've received, it's bringing in more industry professionals, hearing and getting people um, not just in one segment of the industry, but bringing in people from uh, a wide spectrum, people from occupier side, landlord side, uh, brokers representing both sides of, of, of you know, tenants and from landlords, bringing in designers, getting a, pretty much a broad base perspective of the industry and bringing those folks in to talk to the students about really what it is that they do and how they got to where they're at. Does that answer your question, Erica? Any other questions? It, the question is, is this a four-year degree? Um, it's a 18-month graduate program. It, 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 yeah, so it's an... No, it, it, it's a master's. Yes, yeah. 18 months, yes. Yes, yeah. Um, well, the University of Washington runs on a quarter system. So they're basically three taught quarters, so it's like 10 week. Yeah, yeah. The, the one thing I will just add actually, I think on the, I think it was a lesson again, I think we've been lucky here in, but it was something I learned from London as well is, people talk about corporate real estate. Um, you see it here, this is probably what's reminding me because it's the companies I'm looking at in the background. People think about careers in corporate real estate, they think about the corporates and they forget they've got people like you and an enormous team at CBRE and Cushman's and all the other service firms, you know, sort of doing, and it's a huge part of what CBRE certainly in, in Seattle do as well. And so for people, once you've got over that barrier of people thinking, well, maybe corporate real estate is a viable career option, the companies they potentially will work for aren't just the corporates. That's an excellent point. Thank you. Kim. The question was, are these in-class or virtual? They're in-class. We actually have several students here with us today. And Suzanne, you were raising your hand. Would you like to add something? Can't resist a microphone. I just, um, we're having worked in admissions um, with the faculty, almost none of our students come expecting that they want to be work in corporate real estate. What opens the door for them is internships. So to the extent you guys are looking at bringing students, um, hiring them as graduates, um, offering internships makes all the difference. And I'm sure the students here who have done them would attest to that. So, and we've been very blessed here because of this relationship Susan Wagner's in the back with Microsoft, a number of others that have offered our students that opportunity. Makes all the difference. Any other questions? Thank you very much for coming. If you have any uh, additional questions, you're welcome to see us afterwards. This concludes the Cornette Global Podcast on A Success Story, the University of Washington Runstead Center and Washington State Chapter. Want to record a What's Next podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit CornetGlobal.org to learn more.